1: What's good? Happy Friday. Hope everyone is coming to the end of a fantastic week and ushering in the beginning of an even more fantastic weekend. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey. Anorahwhiskey.com is that premium American whiskey. Anorahwhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so responsibly. Left is going to be here momentarily. He was taking care of something with Lil' Left right before the show. You know, it's just funny, man. Little kids, they find the most inopportune times to, like, jump into life and take center stage. He'll be here shortly. We're going to talk running backs, running backs, right? We've been talking about depth charts. We talked about the linebacker depth chart, safety depth chart, cornerback. Today we're talking running backs. We're going to hear from Dylan McCullough and a host of running backs on the Notre Dame roster, and talk about what I believe is the best way to recruit running backs in 2023. I think Dylan McCullough has a fantastic mindset towards the running back position, how he develops his players, and the mindset he gives them for success in the immediate at Notre Dame, and then moving forward into the next level of the NFL. Absolutely. I think it's going to lead to fantastic recruiting at Notre Dame at that position with Jadarian Price, Jeremiah Love, and then we already have Aeneas Williams in the twenty-four class. So the recruiting has already taken a step forward, in my opinion, since Dylan McCullough's arrival. And there's reasons for that, and we'll talk about that. But we're here from Coach McCullough and some of the running backs in the Notre Dame running back room. Before we do that, I need you guys to do me a favor. Luckyleftypod.com. Luckyleftypod.com is going to be live for the first time. Our website is going to be live April the 21st. That's right, April the 21st, LuckyLeftypod.com is going to be live. We're going to have our apparel. We're going to have some breakdowns. You're only going to be able to get Malik's recruiting breakdowns at Lucky Lefty Pod. All right. We'll release his recruiting breakdowns on Lucky Lefty Pod, and then they'll end up on the Lucky Lefty Podcast YouTube channel. All right. Also with that, I want you to keep in mind, we are on Apple Podcasts, and spotify via cfb nation okay and brian driscoll really did us a solid when we came over to cfb nation for our podcast he allowed our podcast to also be imported into the irish breakdown uh podcast grant on a daily basis and it really helped us for people to get knowledge of where we would be and to get access to our content. Matter of fact, Left is in the building. What's up, Left? We are here. Yo, so I'm just sharing with everyone how grateful we are that when we were able to bring Lucky Lefty Podcast to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, we were done a solid by Irish Breakdown and Brian Driscoll. That's right. And they allowed us to be able to have a very good foundation for our podcast by which we can grow. That's right. When we start the football season in August, we want you guys to know that Lucky Lefty Podcast, the podcast, digital audio form, will only be available at CFD Nation, not Irish Breakdown. So if you've been getting our podcast via Irish Breakdown's feed or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you won't be able to get it after the first game of the season. It will be exclusively on CFB Nation because we are the big show. We are the number one show over at CFB Nation. And now we want to be able to take things to the next level. So exclusively at CFB Nation. And you can also go right to LuckyLeftyPod.com, which will be live April 21st for that great apparel. And also, you can get the link to the shows for the download each and every day on our website. So if you don't forget to go to CFB Nation, you can go directly to LuckyLeftyPod.com in the future, and you can get it that way.
2: What a great rollout! What they say? Click the link and begin to
1: think. Click the link and begin to think. So we want you to keep that in mind. We will remain on Irish Breakdowns thread throughout the summer. We will remain throughout the summer. We want to give everyone an opportunity to move on over to CFB Nation for our content. We want to give you time. We're not going to rush it, but you might as well start today. You might as well start today. Go over to CFB Nation. The same show that's on Irish Breakdown is on CFB Nation every day. So go that's set right. up your automatic download on CFB Nation to be able to get all of our great content, all of our great shows. Leave five stars, leave messages. We respond to them all. It's the home of the misguided passion. It's the Lucky
3: Lefty Podcast. We spin it different.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
3: So, left, it's LL Nation,
1: man. The Notre Dame fans, they're absolutely the best. Uh,
3: I think that the greatest thing that we've probably experienced,
1: I'm going to be honest with you, left, the greatest thing we've probably experienced is just to be able to do what we do on a daily basis. On a daily, and we can, daily. We can talk about acc- <laughs> accolades, numbers, and how we've benefited and been blessed from being able to do this show. But I tell people all the time I go back and look at the first week of shows <laughs> and now I look at where we've come. I'm just so thankful, right? I'm thankful. My t- I tell people all the time, be thankful for your today. And grind for the next blessing. Be thankful for your today and grind for your next blessing.
2: That's right.
1: And that's how you go at it. So, we're, look, it doesn't matter what happens, we are extremely thankful for today. Just to be here, to be able to talk Notre Dame football. And we're putting in the grind to expand, build, and give you all the best content in the world. I do want to world. announce as well. Our special guest, he told me I can go ahead and announce next Wednesday. So each Wednesday, we look forward to having Notre Dame greats on with us because the Notre Dame greats will be hosting the golfing experience in Ireland, August the 21st through the 26th. Um, Tap in our first guest next week will be former Notre Dame running back Lee Beckton. Former Notre Dame running back Lee Beckton will join us next Wednesday to to promote the trip, to talk about his journey to Notre Dame, and talk about his life after Notre Dame. And once again, it's all because of the great people connected to host heroes, former Notre Dame athletes. And you can go right now if you are interested, 914-979-2247. That is Executive Global Tours. That's executiveglobaltours.com. Once again, the number is 914-979-2247. August 21st through the 27th. I'm sorry. August 21st through the 27th, 2023, over in Ireland. Golfing with the legends. We'll have one of those legends next week. Lee Becton. Lee Becton, I hear has a, a nice little golf game, too, bro.
2: That's right. That's right. He seems like he uh got his head on his shoulders with the golfing because he's always a cool, calm, collected guy.
1: Lee Becton has a nice little golf game, man, and I really, really love talking to dudes that can uh... – Bro, let me tell you something. The I, I love the ability. This is why I'm thankful. I'm thankful that Notre Dame fans, the LL Nation, have accepted us, bro because a lot of people we spoke to when we were getting ready to start this podcast, they didn't understand what we were trying to do. Uh, we were saying, yo, we're going to be centered around Notre Dame, but we want to be able to talk about everything, right? Especially our lives yeah, and think- what we do, our families, and just really want to be able to bring people in. And the last two shows, the responses that we've gotten from people, whether it's talking about You know, golf and uh, the three addictions of golf and everything has been absolutely fantastic. And it's the ability to be accepted by the Notre Dame fan base the way we have gives us the ability to expand and talk about many different things, man. So uh, I greatly appreciate it, bro. I greatly appreciate it. It's, uh, It's incredible, man it's incredible to be in this space and i'm extremely thankful man it's my birthday month too so you know i'm already feeling it bro
2: yeah it's the spring day game right it's the spring game day right
1: no 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 it was the screen it was the day of the game last year
2: oh okay so, okay. so, so it's now
1: sunday it's that sunday yeah oh, yeah, yeah. It's that oh. sunday so uh yeah i already told moms what i want bro <laughs> all good all right all right
2: what's it what's it called the uh, stealth right it's the already,
1: stealth? i already told her the menu I already told her the menu i'm like hey here's, here's the birthday menu
2: yeah i'm gonna let you get a couple weeks ahead <laughs> so we don't have no they didn't have none of this they didn't have none of that
1: so the deal is my mom is primarily responsible for sunday dinner
3: october through april when may hits it's all about the grill
1: so that's me and my brothers and my nephews because now my nephews can grill really good so we take over sunday dinner we hit the grill hard every sunday and then you know people will bring sides and things that they make that nature (laughs) So this is like my mom's last month of being primarily responsible for Sunday dinner. Oh, you all to
2: take your turns.
1: <laughs> yeah. but the men take over during the summer months because that's when we do our thing on the grill. So we hit her up. She hits me up yesterday and she says, uh, son. I said, yeah, mom. She's like, I, I'm doing turkey. I'm doing turkey legs and wings. Smoked turkey legs and wings on Sunday. And she said, I'm doing short ribs and chicken and she started going she said i'm gonna ask your brother to do some mac and cheese my brother does my brother kills the mac and cheese bro my baby brother for some reason that's his thing and then she went down to other stuff she was cooking and so i said can you uh wait a minute i said i need you to slow up on the short ribs and she's like why i said because we need the short ribs on the menu for my birthday. Like I don't need short ribs like twice in 4 in 3 weeks. So it's just amazing, man. I'm 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 telling you, man. I'm extremely thankful that the Notre Dame fan base has deemed the things we put on the menu to be audibly edible. Man, I'm audibly edible. I might put that on t-shirt. Yeah, bro. you cooking today? You cooking today? You cooking today? I might have to put that on t-shirt, bro. But yeah, audibly
2: we, edible had a microphone, so I could take a bite out of it.
1: I like that. I like that. I like that. So, let's talk running backs, left. <clears throat> I can tell you now. We're gonna spend the first half of the show talking about Deion McCullough because we talked about in order to become a championship defense, when we talk about the cornerbacks, the cornerback room had to become a primarily man-to-man room, has to. And we believe that that is taking place. We see the evolution of what Mike Mickens is doing with the cornerbacks at Notre Dame.
2: Yeah, it is it, definitely you have a generational talent like like we usually do. We have a borderline really good corner, but it's now it's supported by not only veteran leadership but young talent that also has potential to cross over with the right development. Mike Mickis has that. He has a, a track record as well. You know, you talk about Kobe Bryant and and Gardner and and being able to translate that and how they developed even when he wasn't coaching. Them just shows how much his teaching and coaching impacted them on the next level. And when you got guys like Ben Morrison that does have to work already,
3: mm.
2: not only does that help recruiting, but it helps those guys in that room push themselves being the younger guy, but also almost like a lead horse. Guys like Cam Hart respected a lot in the room, but also knows that the level of competition isn't a seniority thing or seniority base. We all got to chip in, and that's going to drive the competition, especially for something like, man, and being consistent at that man, it's an attitude, just like tackling. You got to want to tackle, just like you got to want to guard
1: a man one-on-one. Let me tell you something, man. After hearing from Dylan McCullough, I would go play for that man. You hear me? I'm going to be talking to my great-nephews, like, yo, wherever Dylan McCullough is, that's that's what I'm sending you to learn the position of running but it, back.
2: But it's crazy as son didn't go.
1: That room was thick, though. Yeah,
2: that room was thick, bro. Yeah, I, I, that room was thick, yeah, bro. That's true. That's
1: that, true. But, but that room David, was a little. It, that little room was a little thinner out there in Norman, Oklahoma, bro. Man, it's a see. little thinner. It wouldn't be thick if it was my son. It'd be the thinnest room in the team. Well, you know, some people don't have they don't have that, uh, <laughs> that confidence, <laughs> no, bro. I can't, nice I can't stuff. speak. I'm just, I didn't say son wasn't nice. I just said people look at different things and see different things, right? What would you do? Would you tell your son to come where you wanted, where you were coaching? I've never been scared of competition. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, would
2: you tell your son, come on, I'm coaching at, you know, Northwestern, you know, let me be a uh, running
1: back coach or something, you know what I mean? That's a horrible example, by the way.
2: (laughs) I'm trying to think of Chicago team. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's a horrible example, bro. I don't think I would tell my son to come to Northwestern in any form. (laughs)
2: Okay, somewhere you was coaching at.
1: <laughs> Man, I mean, if I if I were coaching at a Power Five school, yeah, I, of course I would tell my son. Would love for my son to be coached by me, but
2: it's hard though, you know. Because I would sure say this I... though,
1: as as much as I talk trash about Northwestern calling themselves Chicago's uh, football team. College football team, they really are low key. Low key, Evanston gets it cracking. It's in the heart of Chicago. It's not really in the heart of Chicago. It's like a northern suburb, but it's a put it like this: it's a lot of college people that come home for the summer and go to to Evanston during the summer because it's cracking.
2: Yeah, because didn't uh, what's the name? What's the one where y'all well, St. Patty's Day, y'all turn the river green, but y'all also got that concert during that time as well. What's it? The little uh, it's like all the best rappers come downtown. Oh, oh
1: you talking about the Lollapalooza? Lollapalooza, a la yeah, yeah, yeah. That's during this time too. Hey man, I, I just have you know, maybe I'm a um, germaphobe.
2: You don't like them venue spaces. <laughs>
1: i don't like crowds like it's too I, I would have to be backstage like i've had the blessing of getting a pass before because i worked in the media in chicago so i was able to be backstage for certain acts for certain days but bro i wouldn't even man if i i wouldn't even talk to a girl coming out of Lollapalooza if i were in my 20s bro and single. I wouldn't. Because I'm like, dude, it's just so many. It's just nasty, man. Everybody just sweating and just rubbing up against each other. I I can't. It it just rubs me the wrong way. Pun intended. Pun intended. It rubs me the wrong way. But Lala's like probably the biggest, but let me tell you something, man. Chicago has like a full summer of music festivals that are fantastic. Fantastic. Now, if you want a music festival, Chicago is just come spend like July and August in Chicago. You'll get exactly what you need.
2: Yeah, so, you have to get exactly what you need. I mean, Chicago is a one of a kind place. And uh, man, I think Lala Palooza, you're right. Some of those venues like Rolling Loud and stuff, they can be a lot, but at the same time, I mean, it's still the culture that's, that brings Chicago, Chicago, you know?
1: Yeah. I don't don't want to hear nothing about that immune disease, dude. I'm not worried about getting sick. I just don't. Excuse me. Like, on summer days when it's 90, I just feel like, yo, I need to take a shower. I'm just that way. I've always been that way. Right? You know how back in the day as a kid, like, most kids would go play basketball and then go play a little football and then go play and then go home at the the end of the day and hop in the tub? No man, I'm the dude like I'll be back. Let me go change. No, so you so you wasn't you wasn't up. just be funky all day and just no, go and, have fun and, and ride by that and, no, no, I'm not that kid, left. I can't do it. I can't do it. You can't you
2: can't switch you can't switch over games. You gotta gotta get a half time.
1: <laughs> I cannot do it, man. I can't. Coach McCullough. He met with the media, and uh, he talked about how special he feels his running back group are, or is, and how great they can be. Characteristics,
5: I mean, I got the full gamut of what I wanted. I believe I got the best running back group, you know, in the country, you know, as far as production, mindset, just physical attributes, leadership, all the things you need to be successful. So, man, I got speed, I got power. You know, I got knowledge of the game, I got a savvy, I got leadership, change of direction, pass protection, I got all of the components to make us an upper end team. So again, just putting those guys all in position to be successful and having those guys be unselfish, that's where we are right
1: now. He says this running back group has everything, bro. And I tend I tend to agree with them.
2: Yeah, they have everything in the in the in the needs to win. We got a pass catcher. We got an explosive guy. We got a third and short or a short yardage guy. We got an overall back. We got youth. We got power. We got agility. I think we got everything you can ask for on an ultimate, you know, running back by committee roster. And I do think it's going to help because that adds depth. When you got a guy like Jabron Payne who can have a breakout day and look like a number one, and then in reality, on the depth chart, he's like four. But that's just because everybody else been there. <laughs> I think Dina McCullough has his spoiled riches. And, is, and, and you know, the only thing he can really do other than maintain is work on their pass blocking. Obviously, we got guys that are very uh, size capable. But, you know, adding that dynamic of being a threat, running the ball, blocking and catching, I think that room can do it all.
1: I think that's what I love about this group, right? their ability to do it all, and that every running back isn't the same, right? I think you can say Logan Diggs might be the toughest, one of the toughest runners in the room. When you really go look at his runs, he's not built like Aldrick Estimate, but he runs hard. Logan Diggs runs hard. Yeah, he he's like, he does it all. He's a
2: little bit of a power back. I wouldn't call him a burner, but he can get away from people. And, but he's not what Aldrich is as a power back. Aldrich is a fall forward, you know, no matter what, you know, where yeah. Logan will run through you to Man. get a further down. You know what I'm saying? He may not, he may not be a specialty to he's like Kyron. Kyron's not gonna run you over necessarily, but he will run you over if it you know if he's trying to go somewhere fast. So yeah, I think that's uh that's what Logan and Kyron have similar, which I thought Logan would be the, the little brother and come in and be that next guy up but you know Aldrick being the brute and I think he's just defined his role as he knows what he is and you can guarantee that's a four to five yard gain every time.
1: Well Aldrick has done some things I want to see if you agree with, with what Aldrick has done in the off season. We don't think about that you know because one of the things I said immediately when I saw Aldrick last spring is like he has better feet than people think he has incredible feet Right, I think the best vision in the running back room might actually go to Jabron Payne. This dude is making cutback. He's understand. the lowest to
2: the ground, isn't he? Yes, yeah, out of all the backs, because he's built like a like a little like pit bull tank thing. Yeah,
1: he, he's from that land of little people out there in Ohio, <laughs> uh,
2: land of stouts, the land of stout people. <laughs> You might you find in Ohio football, everybody's 5'11 to six feet, 220 somewhere. It's just, you're just a solid
1: individual, you know. Man, let me tell you something. And then I read, you know, has explosion, has speed. Um, you might expect him to be a little bit shiftier at that size, but I think what you expect from him is shiftiness is really Jabron Payne, you know, pretty much at the same height but a little bit more built stockier and a body type than Chris Tyree. Then you have Jadarian Price, who honestly might have ended up being RB1 if it were not for the injury last June. Yeah, just because he just looks like an
2: RB1. He looked like he could just, whatever everybody can do, he can just do a little better.
1: hmm So when Dino McCullough talks about all the talent he has in the room, he really believes, like, I have the best running back room in the country. LL question of the day. Do you feel like Notre Dame has the best running back room in the country?
2: Is it a running back room that's that's good, like an Alabama's running back room? Like best in the country where you get a Derrick Henry – you get a 10-penny, you get a Kamara at one point, you get come back and have a, uh, what's the what's name? We play Damian Harris, J- uh, uh, Josh Jacobs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, that a, is that a room where we're producing talent that can play at the next level or a room where, like Dina McCullough said, it's the best in college football?
1: Well, first of all, both the top two running backs are going to the league next year, in my opinion. That's just my opinion i don't know how anybody else feels
3: but i see them being i see them being day two picks i see aldrick and logan diggs being day two picks in next year's nfl draft
1: one thing
2: you'll know is that they are gonna have uh, the machine behind them
1: they're gonna have a machine behind them but bigger than that this is what And I want to bring this up right now because I had planned to go into what Coach McCullough had to say about Aldridge Estimate and how he's gotten better. But I want to go to this right now since we pretty much have segued right into it. This is what Dela McCullough had to say about his formula at Notre Dame and the playing time
5: career that I'm going to go with a bunch of guys. You know, Yeah, it's going to be a guy who, at the end of the day, somebody will have the most yards. Somebody will have the most carries. But I look at it as just a long-term, diminishing returns to me, especially when I'm in a situation like Notre Dame where I got a bunch of good players. You know what I'm saying? I want to play them guys. And so I told the guys last year, I said, have had three guys who had the advantage of having RB1-type touches, but one-third of the beating on their body. I'm saying, and guys, especially for where some of these guys trying to go, there's benefit to that. Now, again, what we're trying to do here comes first. And we want to win games, but at the end of the day, man, you look at the guys I got. It's hard to say one guy's gonna play and the other guys ain't gonna play. That's 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 some hard decision. So I'm gonna play all of them.
1: See that? See? Let me tell you something. Yeah, I'm, I'm
3: this is on. not
1: football. Has changed, right? So you come in and you got a coach that's like, yo, you're gonna be. Uh, you're going to be one of the guys, right? The recruits didn't want to hear that 10 years ago at the running back position. They want to know Two where. to years
2: ago, one guy was getting like 30, 40 carries a game back in the day.
1: Absolutely.
2: Demon McCullough could hit him, hit him slick with it and be like, listen, you get RB1 carries on a third of the hits, and I can mm-hmm. get you to the league?
1: Talk about hey, it.
2: Come, come. Hopping this committee of, committee of gods committee of running back ballers man RBU you don't have to get all the carries over here because some of them carries going to be set up cuz we got the offensive line we got the pass game working you got light boxes teams don't know what you you might rip off a three or four carries for 15 20 plus had 10 carries in a game and and look at you stack it up you got oh about about 120 carries that's RB3 cuz you know a good lion's share of each game plan should be... It should be throwing the ball. But I think early on, it will be running. I'll say 55-45. Last year, it was 60-40. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's about... It should be closer to even. Especially the way we have everything structured. Gerard Parker's taking everybody's you know... Complaints and concessions and, and ideas, right? I think it should be called. And you got Sam Hartman, right? He' supposed to be gunslinging it. Tyler Buckner's taking a step, so the rock game should be open. So if I'm Dean McCullough, I'm like, you absolutely right. I, I I close my eyes and just play a guy week to week. You might see a different guy every week. It'll throw the defense off. hmm You you might see Darian Price out there versus Ohio State. Then the next game. Have Aldridge just run it down their throats all game. Then what? We might be the team that was doing to us what we want to do to them. Have our running backs have 200 yards as a backup.
1: (laughs) Yo, it's very intriguing, and I love what he said, because it to me, D.L. McCullough came in, he had a
3: four-star running back in the fold when he took the job already committed, had been committed for months.
1: He came in and pretty much, now this is me just, you know, kind of acting this out. I'm not saying this is what he said. <laughs> he looked at the young
3: man's film.
1: He got on the phone
3: said, Marcus, can I come talk to you? He walked into Marcus Freeman's office and said, he ain't it. Coach Freeman was probably like,
1: Oh, you were talking about the dude we had to like, tell. You, Look,
2: don't are, commit just yet. We uh... Are you sure?
1: Like, are you sure? Like, this kid, he comes from a really good family and he really loves Notre Dame. And, and Coach McCulloch was like, Nah, he ain't it. <clears throat> so they made a decision that they took. <laughs> That's. <laughs> right, They made a decision to move on from a young man. They had a difficult conversation. The young man went public with it. Yeah, had that, yeah some backlash from it. All of that. And after getting some backlash, all I can say is Dela McCullough has landed Jeremiah Love and Aeneas Williams. Studs. <laughs> that's
3: I, all I forgot, I'm
1: saying. I, I forgot about Aeneas Williams. And, oh,
2: man. That's, that's all I'm saying.
1: We got back. That's all upset. I think
2: we have nine backs right now, right? Or eight backs? <laughs> Dude, eight I... backs all could be number one, all of them. Logan, we had to, we had had to move one. We <laughs> had to move one the receiver because it was like, look, it's too deep. You got the, you got the least years. You gotta move. Look, because you, you got Audrey, Logan, J.P. Jader, you know Jadarian, Aeneas, Jeremiah Love. Who are we forgetting? Mommy. Mommy. Oh, my goodness. Dean McCullum is absolutely right. I'm playing everybody.
1: <laughs> look, the, the breakup is not
3: as bad as you think when you move on to the right one. And as much flack as they took
1: from moving on, mutually, from Cedric Irvin Urban Julian. Look here.
3: Jeremiah Love and Aeneas Williams. Okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> like you ever, you, your boy start acting funny,
1: and then you find out like, oh, this dude got a new little got oh he got a new little piece. Okay, okay. Like I, and I then got a, to
2: tell Marcus, like listen, right. I got, I, I know you like the guy. I got this. <laughs> listen, listen. Just, it's okay. I know it's going to be tough.
3: Mm-hmm. On the other side, it's green. It's green, baby. Yeah. I can get yeah. boots. Yeah. 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 So, when you think about it, <clears throat> I don't know. If Notre Dame has had productive and good running backs. I don't know if we've had elite running backs. Now that's what left you, 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 you've been next Elite, to elite, elite
2: saying like, like a Najee Harris type elite or Travis Etienne elite. What are we talking about,
1: man? You know what elite is, man. Stop, you don't have to put no names to it. You know what elite is. You can stop, no,
2: because, no, because think about it running backs and how they use for a team is different. Are we talking to Zeke Elliott elite? Or are we talking like a you know a mere you just named
1: you just had three names. Has there been a a running back at Notre Dame like any of the three you just named? When you're injured, you want more. More service, more lawyers, more resources. Morgan
2: and Morgan, America's
3: We never had a Derrick Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever had a Zeke?
2: I think if CJ was kind of a Z, kind of. CJ,
3: size, Kinda? You are bugging right now, bro. He I wasn't Zeke, but. Are
1: y'all kidding me, man? <clears throat> Look, I know we're Notre Dame fans, but we are not about to sit up here and act like we've had Ezekiel Elliott. Style running back. Oh, Ricky Waters. Ricky Waters was Zeke. Back in the day, I could give
2: you Rick. Yeah, we had okay. I mean, obviously not in modern last five ten years, but we had Ricky Waters. Like that's Zeke. But we ain't had no Derrick Henry now. We ain't, I ain't gonna ask I mean, wild Now it's not so many Derrick
1: Henrys <laughs> <just> rolling around. <laughs> Man, no <Derrick>
3: Henry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now we almost had both. Both. Um. Bo Scarborough.
1: Yes, they, they were in a both-star Almost, I, late.
2: Was, I was hosting him, so I know he was close. That
1: was a big boy.
2: But when I talked to him, I was like, yeah, he ain't coming here, man." Why do you saying that? He, he was like, yeah, he ain't. Oh. I think they must have told him he just wanted to take pictures or something. Or he, just, he was one of those dudes that you just knew. I know Alabama <coughs> done already, You know I mean? I already know they done... Offered you the world, bro. You just hear on pleasures. You just like the coach. You know, you just got you cool with him. He was like, yeah, could I come up? You know, I'll spend time with you, you know. But you know where I'm going. But with Marcus Freeman, he might he might pull that off. You know what I mean? You kids might not be so quick to be like, let me get out of here. But, you know, can you imagine a Bo Scarborough being a running back for a Brian Kelly? Like, you know, sometimes you got to match up the player that, with the coach.
1: Now, Jay Lamont, you my guy. But we are not about to compare a guy that moved from wide receiver to running back. <laughs> to Ezekiel Elliott. We're not about to do that, man. We're <laughs> not about to do that.
2: TJ had a hell of a year that
1: year, though. And we love. Okay, yeah. What happened when he? What happened when the, uh, the Clemson linebackers was coming downhill? A right? lot. A
2: lot of things are different that game. Right? Okay,
1: that's all I'm saying. If that was Zeke, it might have been a little different. Because so Zeke was on the total. He's yeah, on double. Yeah, we, we,
2: I'm not he, saying we had Zeke in the last ten.
1: That's, that's all I'm saying. And I we love – CJ's been on the show, what, three times? You know we love CJ. But we're not about – Ohio State's never had a Theo.
2: Theo Riddick? Yep. They ain't never had a Theo. Outside of Zeke, we've had better running backs. I'm not going to tell w- you
1: Then Michael Wiley. Wasn't Michael Wiley like that? Because Michael Wiley was that type of Theo that could like – out of the backfield. No, 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 no. The they, did they, they did have a
3: dude.
1: They did have a dude like Theo that was with there with your boy. Who? I forget his name.
3: Daddy. Daddy.
1: Yeah? I'm trying to.
2: Okay, so, I mean, Ohio State last great running backs was uh the dude that plays for Baltimore. JK, you know, Dobbins was Dobbins. Was, he was he would be fitting into a room like ours. No, Dobbins he's is closer. Nice. Dobbins, Dobbins is, is closer. Real. Dobbins is closer to fitting in our room than he is with Z. First of all, Travion just can't stay healthy. Travion's a dude. We're not
1: about to play that game.
2: You, you would start Travion in our room? No. <clears throat> if he was healthy, why wouldn't I? You got Aldrick, Aldrick and Travion are the same player, except Aldrick stays healthy and is probably stronger.
1: Okay, I just said if he was healthy. No, I'm saying if both are healthy, I'm taking Audrey. Audrey gets stronger running back. That's fine. But you can start. Thank you, David Solomon, Curtis Samuel. That's who they had. He was just like Theo really. He was just like Theo. That dude was doing everything everywhere. He killed Michigan in that one game. Killed him.
2: Yeah, in one game. Theo was killing every game.
1: No, no, I said he killed him in that one game. He had the old time. He had the overtime run in the big game when they came in like one versus two.
2: Curtis Samuel I mean, was nice, but he's more like CJ than he was Theo. Theo was wasn't fast, but Theo would, could get open and get yards and catch the ball out the backfield. And
1: Theo was that dude. Mm. I don't know, if I know. I don't disagree that Ohio. I mean, the Notre Dame's had better running backs recently. Now, if you go back to the 90s when they had that run of, like, Pepe Pearson and Eddie George. I
2: mean, wait, wait a minute. Josh Adams can can make
1: a case for a lot, too, now. Wait a minute. I, 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 I agree with your assessment I had of, forgot, the, of, Josh. of the present. <laughs> I just said if you go back to the 90s and the run they had and running back, oh, Ohio State would probably take it. Josh had a, a Zeke-ish year. No, I mean Josh going crazy, no. bro. Look, Josh went crazy until he got to Miami, <laughs> and <laughs> the toughest okay. defense is on the on the <laughs> schedule. That cat Zeke lit up Alabama, <laughs> and then lit he up did. Oregon. Don't we? not he that's did. what I'm saying. We're not about to do that and act like Zeke was just some normal running back. This dude lit up the no, best. No, no. Zeke's not normal whatsoever. But we had we
2: we had some some cops It it may not be the same thing. with some comps.
1: Yeah. Like, saying somebody is nice and then comparing them to somebody that just did, like, stupid stuff at the running back position. Come on, man. We never had a a quarterback.
2: I mean, I'm sorry, a running back that was big in moments, I guess. You know, we had running backs that were good for the team. But what running back was like a Zeke where he's, where you strictly remember off top. Yeah, you see what he did with Alabama? Maybe George Atkinson. Maybe he was the last running back. He like remember when he did that long run against.
1: What Maybe? was the last
3: Notre Dame running back that took over a big game? At Notre <laughs> Dame.
5: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
3: And let me be disrespectful for a moment. I didn't. I, I've never considered like North Carolina
1: State coming in to Notre Dame with one loss a big game. That's North Carolina State. With Notre Dame, that oh, ain't a on. big game. I've never considered <laughs> playing Syracuse at Yankee Stadium with one loss. It's not a big game. It's Syracuse. I'm talking about both teams at the top of that game, highly right. ranked running back just took over yeah I'm, I can I'm trying to figure out what what was the last time Jordan that happened. Atkinson. that he usC like team but that USC team that Robert Hughes beat wasn't that USc team wasn't
2: wasn't that good yeah, yeah I'm
1: talking about a squad you like you beat a squad
2: yeah because even with Clemson, we wasn't running them out the building with an individual running back we all were like, taking time
1: Kyron had a Kyron had one big run against Clemson. You look at his yard per, you look at his average after that one big run. He didn't dominate the whole game. He did have three touchdowns though. So I mean, if you want to count his total yards as being dominant, that's fine. When he showed up back in that that uh, ACC championship game though, it was crack, yeah, crack, know, I'm about crack, crack, like, crack. You
2: know, like Reggie Bush. You can think of three moments right now at the top of your head. You can, okay, ooh, look, ooh, look, ooh, ooh.
1: You can say what you want to say about that Notre Dame game. That was a huge game. Huge game when they came into Notre Dame Stadium. And that cat Reggie Bush showed out.
3: He oh, showed yeah, exactly. out.
1: You know what I mean? Listen, you remember, when was the last time you had a Notre Dame running back in a big game of that magnitude just flat out show out? Where it's That's like, we won because of him. What did I tell you? Every time Notre Dame had a big game, Ricky Waters and Rocket were going to show out. Oh, for sure. That's why they I was like, Ricky out.
2: Waters was our closest Zeke. And that was 90, 30 years ago. Shit. They were going to
1: show out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see. Reggie Brooks against USC. Uh, like moments like that, dude. It's, it's but those a are a lot of
2: years in between now and then. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of years between Ricky Waters and Reggie
1: Brook days. I guess. I guess next Wednesday. I guess next Wednesday at 1130. Lee Becton against Florida State, bro, in 93. You go watch that game 93. Lee Becton was putting in work against the Seminoles. He was putting in work.
3: But that's like,
2: you know, Lee Becton's a a running back great. He's a running back great. It's how do you, I just, like, how do people like Zeke stick, though, where you're like, oh, man, he just. Oh man, I just can't remember every game he played. It feels like he mm-hmm. played every year, you know? Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Maybe it's, maybe it's I don't know, maybe it's the moments you know, when Alabama, you beating Alabama, people don't forget that. <laughs> Alabama ain't lost too many times <laughs> from no running back. When was the last time Alabama got beat at their own game? At their mm. own game, they usually was whooping people running the football and then got whooped running the football? I've never seen that. We whooped, uh, LSU, when we ran the ball, when they had Leonard Fournette. Oh, you're
1: talking about the Music City Bowl?
2: Yeah, but we, I mean, we had a lot of running yards as a team, but nobody liked yeah. That's interesting.
1: Like somebody mentioned um, the running backs against Oklahoma in 2012. Sierra Wood had that one big run of 62. And then his other six carries, he was six carries for 12 yards.
2: Yeah, that's he, just – yeah. The Theo had me. a
1: touchdown run of 15. Theo had the – he had 19 carries and 74 yards. Everett had 11 carries of 64 yards. I mean, that was kind of like by committee. You never have one guy. That's and that's. and I think that's why I celebrate what Dylan McCullough is saying. Like, everybody's going to play. Now, I had too many good players in this room to be like, oh, he's the number one guy.
2: No. But it's 100% on fit. He wouldn't have all them guys if they couldn't fit. I think they have to understand that role. And when they get in there for that role, that's when you show out. You're not looking to show out thinking you're going to have 30 receptions. Like a guy like Rico, you know, if we're doing offense the way, you know, we're trying to get everybody in, which I think we can, yeah. you got to be like, look, Rico, when we call you in on these, on this play, this play, and this play, that route need to be perfect. Now, yeah. after that, it's up to you. But those count into your four or five targets as a true freshman, which is good. Now I don't know if you're gonna get that many. No, no. <laughs> how you gonna divide it up right now? Because the running backs, Audric, Logan, Jadarian, Price—that's at least forty snaps running catching. Screens, whatever. That's 40 snaps right there. That's half the game. Yeah. That's half the game already. Maybe yeah. even more than 40 snaps because, you know. Yeah. So Sam Hartman's getting about 30, <laughs> 40 snaps. Make something happen. So then you got 30. He ain't going to get no 40 attempts. Let me let me stop. Sam Hartman might... Because who he is and why he's here, he should float around twenty to thirty attempts a game. He should be twenty-eight averaging attempts a game. I think that would be great because you can get a at least two passing touchdowns in twenty-eight in twenty-eight uh, attempts. You could get over two hundred fifty yards in twenty-eight attempts, and to have twenty-eight pass plays. I mean, you know, your completion percentage, what, around 65 or something? I can live with that. Right. Just make those 28 plays. I need four of them to be big plays, four or five be big plays, and then the other ones be third down conversions. Sam could go out on a consistent, what, 22 for 28, 25 for 28 if he was hot and we everything's clicking. But 28 uh, attempts in a game I think would be really good uh for the passing offense and sam being experienced and who he is should should make the most out of those 28 and we should we should be scoring some points because the running backs i'm telling you it's gonna be it would be a shame if audrey gets five carries logan gets three tyler Butman has like 11.
1: you know he has a package we just straight running that's 10 that's 10 carries a game that opens up with tyler not being the starting quarterback that's like 10 carries a <laughs> game. Extra to go around.
2: Yeah, he, 10 go back to the people. You know, 10 he go he back to the running
1: back. back. Yeah. yeah. Anytime Tyler's in the game, it's like, okay. He's ball. he's gonna the ball. have
2: more attempts.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: That's just the way Tyler playing. Tyler's like, I'm I'm having all the attempts and all the yards.
3: Yeah.
2: Passing and running. That's just how I play. <laughs> I don't know why he chooses to play like that. Hell, you got all the running backs. I'm pfft. My jersey's clean at the end of the game.
1: Y'all figure it out. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure you tap into the YouTube channel. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Smash that like button. It helps us with the views. Go ahead and subscribe. Share. Hit the notification bell. Every time we go live or we post something, you'll know. We're going to post some videos this weekend, so be on the lookout for that. CFB Nation. Apple and Spotify, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown until the start of the season. So you might as well start going to CFB Nation today. Go to CFB Nation today to download all of the episodes and content under Lucky Lefty Podcast. CFB Nation, Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. Now, Your thoughts on Audric Estimate and how he's gotten better, Coach
5: Mac? Audric was, we just talked about um, really body fat, lean, you know, just leaning out. And it wasn't necessarily losing weight with the guy. I could have sworn I year it was like 7% or 8% body fat to be lost. So you can see those things out there. Another big thing, Audric comes in and we meet and we talk every week about just things he wants to improve on. He's really made some big things. He's more twitchy than he was last year. And his route running ability is, I mean, he's killing it now as far as detailing his routes and just being more precise as far as stair stepping, stacking guys, bursting away. There's a lot of things he's doing that really look good as far as outside of just the things you see when he's running the ball, you know, like power and things like that.
1: You like what you're hearing about Aldrich? Losing that body fat?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I would I'm sure I'll see the change in increments but I do believe Dean McCullough is expanding his game, and Aldrick has a work ethic to evolve his game from a season-to-season season basis. He has a, I think he has the work ethic to do that. Do I believe he's going to be drastic? You're going to see a whole new running back out there? Probably not. Probably not. But I, I do expect to see a little more involvement uh, in the game plan. I think that's what it really comes down to. I'm sure Aldrick was twitchy last year. You said he had the best footwork. He did. So – are you gonna put that footwork in space? Maybe now we're gonna catch some swing routes or some, you know, some empty outs instead of running between the tackles. I think we'll get to see what Dina's talking about. Um, the more he gets involved in that way. But he had fast feet last year. You know, he 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 can run some routes here and there, you just never got to see it. So I think uh if I'm Gerard Parker, I'm finding ways to expand the role of the running back in the past game. Because your running back tight ends are easy targets because they're the closest to you, you know. <laughs> oh
1: snap. I'm sorry, this has nothing to do with uh, Notre Dame, but uh catch one Howard just got Caleb Love in the in the transfer portal, bro. That makes sense. Jordan to Jordan school. Mm.
2: Jawan Howard know what he doing, man. And shout out to Jaron Simmons. He's shout out to skill. Juwan.
1: <clears throat> yeah, because I think Buffkin went to the NBA or he's testing the waters in the NBA. So if, Buck, if Buffkin comes back, you have him and Kate. And whew, the crazy thing is, Hunter Dickinson is talking about going to Kentucky, bro. Mm. That's gonna make mm. it worse. Oh, yeah, if that dude has Hunter Dickinson and his freshman class. Coach Calipari, let me tell you something. It's, 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 I don't want to hear any excuses, bro. None. None. You have no
3: you have keys in your
2: hands.
1: You know, we talked about Joe Gerard, like on the verge of committing to Michael Shrewsbury and Notre Dame, possibly in the portal. Yeah. All right, let's get back to uh, some of the players in that running back room that Coach Mack is happy with, and. One of those players happens to be someone that is playing two to, two positions this spring and he, he likes what he sees
5: from Chris Tyree. Nothing's changed that running back as far as terminology, et cetera. You know, but the way it was presented to um, Chris months ago, I know, I had a conversation with him about the opportunity to be able to help the team and help himself at the same time. And I think he's starting to see the benefits of that as a guy out wide, that speed is a premium. His ability, his knowledge of the game, and his ability to be a big playmaker can help us even more on the perimeter. So just excited that he's having success there. Um, probably doing better than what I thought he was going to do. There. I mean, I was like, I knew the guy was good. But man, he's been out there killing it. So that's a testament to Coach Stucky and to, um, to Chris with the way he's handling that challenge.
3: How you
1: really give me your true feelings? Cause you know you kind of been quiet about it. Is the move a cop out, in your opinion, or is it truly another way? And a cop yes. out might not be the right phrase. It's
2: a cop out. You think so? It's a. It's no different than them telling that running back, "Hey, uh, I know you want to commit. I know we offered you. We just got other guys in here." Yeah. And I I do think that Chris Tyree needed to switch because he just fits in that C.J. Amir category. C.J. Sanders, Amir category. Where it's like, as a specialist, Mm -hmm. you're much more impactful than what Audrick would be as a specialist. Much more impactful than what Logan would be as a specialist. I don't think... He's a three-down back. Mm. But we know that. Mm. We know that. So for Chris Tyree's sake, yeah, put me in everything I can because I know I'm not – I know I ain't about to be running between tackles even at the next level or against Obama or Clemson.
3: Right.
2: I understand that. So I guess it it was more of a, you know, we ain't firing you we just moving you to HR. <laughs> we just moving departments. Instead of firing you, we just let you do management, you know, IT work. Not sales, just IT. You still here? Mm. Just a different name tag.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Jay Carr for tapping in as always. What's up, brother? He's not playing running back in the NFL, so it does help Tyree in the long run.
2: And I think it would have been better if Dina McCombs was like, look, we know – Chris Tyree came back as he wants to go to the league, playing receivers. His best bet, slot receiver, maybe some running back. You know, show his talent, special teams, kick punt return. You know, we want him to have an impact on this team. And in the running back position, he could do more. He's more than that. Like Avery Davis was more than just a quarterback that came in, and you know, he was just more for the team and became more, even though his impact was missed because the role that he was supposed to. You know the 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 one needed. So, you know, I think for Chris Tyree, is more of a blessing. Shit, I wouldn't want to be taking him in, but I was his size. Let me let me show because you can't really show his speed handing the ball off to him in between tackles. Let him be your sweet reverse, you know, trick him and dick him kind of guys, which is fine, which is fine, because. Like Dina McCollum said, you can get one-third of the carries. You don't need 20 touches a game, Chris Tyree, to build a resume to go to the league. We know you're not a first-round talent where the team depends solely on you. But being on a team that doesn't depend solely on you, you'll be in the spotlight more against good teams. So against the Clemson, if you have seven touches, two them, maybe touchdowns. That's better than you trying to get 10 carries for, what, 20 yards? (laughs) Because you want to be a running back so damn bad. (laughs) So I think he's more comfortable in this position, and I Mm -hmm. think it's different than changing a guy like Xavier Watts from receiver to corner. Whereas Xavier Watts is like, man, I'm just trying to find a place to play. (laughs) You know? i want one of those tweeners. Those, those, I can play a lot of good things, but I just got to focus on one. And um, I think for Chris Tyree and Marcus Freeman is probably like, this is kind of how I want things. Guys can be versatile because what if we have a running back shortage? We had you get hurt in the spring. Logan was banged up coming out of the spring. We end up going in the fall with Aldrich. So now it's like, boom. All right, Chris Tyree, you've been killing that receiver, but you know how to play running back in case we need you. You know, in case we need you. So this is just adding more tools to Chris Tyree's toolbox. He can now build a kitchen instead of just the bathroom. He he, he can build a tool shed, a bathroom. Now he can build the kitchen set, mm-hmm. put that marble center island together. He didn't know how to do that before. Know how to put the, the rewired and put the wires up in the walls instead of hanging them down from the TV. Look, he he's specialist now. You know, Audrey can set the frame for the house. You know, you right. know how to put the bricks in, whoop, whoop, but he ain't know how to put the wires in the wall. Now you now your center place looks nice. You know, you don't look ghetto with the, the wires hanging down. You call Chris Tyree. Just <laughs> it's not the frame. You know, he's building the kitchen island. The kitchen island may not be the, the kitchen itself, but that center island pretty damn important. Especially if it's marble. So we just ask him to be the specialist. Don't be the electrician for it. Just be that that handyman.
1: Coach Mack had two things, or two players to talk about. One, Jadarian Price and his return. And then, in my opinion, one of the stars at the position during the spring due to injuries, he's really shined. Jabron Payne, another one of those Ohio
5: boys. It's just Coach Mack talking about both of them. Real good. You know, extremely excited about him. You know, he was um, participating in some of the stretches and stuff like that today, moving around. Um, real confident and excited about his return. Where has Chip Brown kind of grown the most since he's gotten here? Well, I mean, I think just showing he can do it. Um, like last year, I was really impressed with him. He went through the first part of the season, maybe the first half of the season, coming off a of hamstring. Never missed no time together. but just kept on going. By the time he got. 100 healthy was later in the season. Really, no reason. At that point, we had established ball carriers. So this spring was going to be big for him, and just show he's a consistent, high-end player. And he's been doing some really, really good things. You know, had a drop today. You know, it was disappointing. Like, come on, you know, I mean, this guy has complex routes, then We got one right in front of him. So he's somebody who's going to be hard on himself. He knows what the standard is. But at the end of the day, he showed, you know, not only myself. Um, Coach Parker, Coach Freeman, and the rest of the offense, the rest of the team, he could be somebody that can be counted So just excited about
2: where he's at. What's up with these Ohio players being the guys they really look forward to? We got Ben Mendez making their headway in news. You got Jabr. These ain't starters. These ain't these ain't these ain't the Cam Hearts of the world and the and the and the Josh. Look, these are just these guys on the team. Why are they? Why are the Ohio guys that just got there? By the way, that just be on the team working their way up getting all this news and attention. Why they should be talking about Project Estime, you know, Logan Digg, the vets. But for some reason, we keep mentioning these Ohio dudes as being integral parts into the team.
1: I just came up with another t shirt <laughs> The Ohio Players. <laughs> The Ohio players.
3: <laughs> I have like a bunch of them. I'm
1: going to have your face on there with one of the t-shirts.
3: yeah Jabron,
1: Jabron on there. Give on, yeah. on there The Ohio yeah.
2: players. Marcus Freeman on the, the biggest head on there. Yeah, there you go. Ah, We marketing. We Okay. But, but it is good. The best thing about Jabron Payne also is that he's got all the time in the world. If I'm with Jabron Payne, I'm sitting back like y'all gonna leave before me. <laughs> so all I gotta do is just do my job, and they're gonna have to put me in at some point because I got the most time. So he's playing an advantage where even with Aeneas Williams and, and, and Jeremiah Love coming, that's cool. Cause I know we by committee. But I'm positioning myself to where when the old dies come out, old guys come out, I've already built a little resume because I'm gonna get some time. When Logan's gone aldrick's gone jabron gonna have a little time he already put in like i wish tyler buckner got Mm. and he's gonna hit it he's gonna probably be the next kyron williams for us you know big time back
1: Mm. i can see that i just let you go i knew your i knew the ohio rant was coming after I played that clip. I'm
2: just saying say, it's just been real odd that all these coaches talking about these <laughs> non-starters. DeBron Payne ain't on the starting depth chart yet, but he's making hand with it. We know Ben minutes ain't started, but he's making hand with it.
1: Hey, here's something that might make you say, hmm, and we might be a little petty. We might venture into pettiness here at LL Nation, Notre Dame fans, college football fans. That's what we do sometimes. Coach Mack was asked about the offense and the coaching staff with Jared Parker being at the head as the OC. Just listen to his comments, left, and then I just want you to take it after he's done.
5: His personality, you know what I mean? Knowledge of the game is, is evident, but just the way he brings everybody together and, you know, have, have everybody on board and buying into what he's doing, that's been huge. So uh, everybody is speaking the same language as far as what we're trying to get done wasn't wholesale changes offensively, but there was a focus and kind of, you know, kind of funneling in on some of the things that we do real well, right. and let's get really, really, really good at those things.
1: Um, I think Coach Mack was being a little petty, bro. I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm going to keep it a buck.
2: But it just, it fits into The difference between a guy where you're trying to learn his system and the way he want to run things to a guy that is taken from a system and saying, hey, I've seen the good and bad of it. Let's just do the things we can do best. There's a difference. I'm sure he would have those same sentiments. If Gerard Parker came in here and was like, look, I'm putting in this. I was doing that Purdue or West Virginia. All new, forget that old stuff. I'm I'm the guy. I'm the sheriff. Then of course you're gonna have Dean McLone say we're trying to get on the same page. We kind of all over the place. We try to focus in. Yeah, you can focus in when you had all the stuff from last year. You can start cherry picking. Oh, I'll take an apple from this tree. I'll go get an orange from this one. Get a banana. But my fruit salad is balling. But you was growing the trees all last year. So this is a la carte shopping. You know, you go to the cafeteria, you know, you get your main dish, you get the whatever the main course of the day, but when you slide that tray down, you start getting these options. You get the fruit, you get the yogurt, you get the pretzels, you get the cookies, $2 cookies, you got some muffins, you got some candy. Last year, we was we was stocking, we was stocking the shelves. Oh, we're going to do it to them like this, they're going to have brownies, they going to and it ended up making our stomach hurt. Cause we start getting everything, we, we was like, we was like, we ain't never had nothing good before. Now, Michelle Obama done came in. She done limit those options down with the food choices, and now we in a good spot.
1: What y'all doing to my co-star over there, man? Him, and, him and his brother. Hey, we got NIL, <laughs> We got future nil deals, man. Make sure he's straight.
2: Get the NILs together. But.
1: Yeah, we got the NILs pending. Make sure you yeah. we we, we got uh he's just picking out his favorite shoes before we hit up Oregon. <laughs> See if they got Yo, kids. They, but you can't ignore two things he said, left. One, you, t- you touched on it. We're trying to focus on the things we do well and get better at that. Uh, man, So you're saying you didn't do that last year and we all on the same page and speaking the same language. Yeah, because you can only imagine.
2: You got three years of tape to see what you do best at. Boom. Because you've been doing the same stuff. And on top of that, you got to think about Tommy's position. If he ain't got an no office coordinator, he ain't thinking about the president. He always thinking, we got to add this. We got to do this because this is coming up. We got to add this. So there's no way he's on the same page as all his guys when he's Thinking of everything, putting everything together himself. Thinking of, it's like he's like, look, I lead y'all. Try to catch up, and clearly it doesn't work when you're always trying to stay on top of things. We had new sets and new plays every week. I bet you what? I bet you we don't have a bunch of new plays, new sets every week. I bet you we run the same stuff, but good at. It. It's a it's a it's a good adjustment to make on your first year. But Gerard Parker's. Um importance to Marcus Freeman is going to come in year 3-4 in my opinion if he stays that long right now you playing patch up work that's you know oh we ran the ball well let's just keep doing that oh we got some receivers that can let's just keep doing that oh we got a new quarterback we can do more <laughs> think about that we got a quarterback too that can do more so yeah you might not be on the same page you got Drew Bond because I had to cut half the offense off I got to get the stuff he's good at, and in between that, think of stuff that he can be good at in the game because he was our backup. We wasn't game planning for him. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm making excuses for Tommy, but Gerard Parker is not coming into a wasteland of an opportunity. You got the talent. You got the quarterbacks, the head coach support the offense that was put in place already, you just got to go drive the bus. You just got to be a good driver. Tommy was the auto mechanic. He you done know, sprayed the car three different colors during the year. He done added attachments. He done changed the steering wheel, put the little fuzzy thing around the wheel so he feels good driving. He, done, uh,
1: <laughs> he play got an trip. exhibit host the show. Yeah. He- <laughs> Pimp my offense. Yeah.
2: So everybody's like, man, we can't even – can't even get down the street. Oh, man.
1: Hey, dude, that might have been one of the corniest MTV shows of all time, bro. I actually liked it back in the day, but now when I watch old episodes, I'm like, pimp my ride was so corny. <laughs> even the costume, I mean, they, they it was just tough. It was tough. Oh, man. That's Dylan McCullough and those his comments on the running backs, Jared Parker, and what to look forward to from the running back position.